Hotep family, I say to all my people out there, what's going on? This is another episode of My Unapologetic Perspective here on the Mighty Motivation Network. This is the podcast where we give our point of view of controversial topics from my experience, black history, and our knowledge as African Americans. Uh, black history presently lives in us so we can continue to excel into the future. It's one thing to know black history. It's another thing to take advantage of what the people in black history did for you. I am your host, Martre Baker-Stevens. To the right of me is Shaquan Battle. I mean, hello. And to the right of him is Jerome Battle. What's up? Uh, we appreciate all the love that we've been getting on social media, uh, particularly on TikTok Reels and particularly on Facebook Reels. The comments, uh, the likes, the shares. I think on Facebook, one of the Reels got over 150 shares, um, close to like 400 um comments and it's just been overwhelmingly to have conversation with people who like the content to go back and forth with people who don't necessarily understand the content um but you know with those clips it's kind of hard because you're only getting a minute of what we were talking about when we've gone a full hour on the episode that you may just the clip may not be um do the justice of what we were talking about uh in its entirety but needless to say we uh we love and support and we appreciate everybody that loves supports and appreciates us um we're gonna jump into uh another episode and i'll i'll just start off with the disclaimer that we do not advocate violence unless it's necessary um but Today, we're going to be talking about the miseducation, the misrepresentation of the riot in America. Um, and this is an important because constantly on the news, when you hear that African-Americans are about to protest, you hear about African-Americans um, about to march. Immediately, the first thing that comes to people's mind is I hope black people don't riot. Right. I hope they don't loot. I hope they don't burn anything down. And rioting has kind of been put into the african-american community and put on our shoulders as if that's something that we have created when when you look at the history of america rioting looting violence that stuff was happening before african-americans even started participating in those things you're talking about centuries before right so when you look at the history of riots, they call them civil unrest um, for some people. For some people, they call it riots. Uh, you know what I mean? Others, they call it insurrection. Yeah. So when you look at the history of it, uh, in counting all the ones that I've seen on the Internet, they're close to 400 riots that happened in America. Um, the overwhelming majority of those riots were race riots. That's right. You know what I mean? Um, and a lot of those race, race riots happen after blacks accomplish something, right? They get newfound freedoms, uh, return back from war. Their businesses begin to thrive. Their neighborhoods uh, begin to thrive or they begin to move into certain areas. Um, those when race riots started happening or something small like Jack Johnson beating the hell out of a white person in a boxing match, or, right. a riot happens, right? So when you get those type of riots, and that's the things you're going to overwhelmingly see for the people who watch the documentary, uh, 1921, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, like you thought that was just the gist of everything. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. Oh man, were there hundreds more? That's right. You know what I mean? Were there hundreds more? You know, even if you just look at the red summer, you're talking about 25 within the red summer. That same year. Yeah, in that same year, right? So what are y'all thoughts about some of the research that you've done on on rioting? Um now it's reverse where white people was riding when, you know, black people became successful or was too successful, whether they had, you know, thriving businesses or like you said, boxing winning boxing matches. Now, you know, we take it to the streets when we unheard. Right. Unfortunately, I'm old enough that I've I've lived through some of these riots, right? (laughs) But ultimately, when I when I think about riding, I think about putting in perspective, like when we're protesting, because that's when it usually starts is for protest, right? Um, the protest usually doesn't turn into a riot by itself, right? Usually, there's some opposition at the protests mm-hmm. that typically call causes what people call a riot. Um, here's the funny part though. I can remember when there were Ku Klux Klan rallies, white supremacist uh, marches. One march right here through Bedford. That's right. right? And I remember mm-hmm. counter protesters, black people were out there. There was no rioting, mm-hmm. right? There was no instigating. Mm-hmm. It was just a protest and a counter protest. Usually, when black people protest, the counter protest usually antagonizes the protest. Right, more violence. And you cause the violence. And sometimes I think it's by design. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, the media attention is no longer about what the protest was really regarding. Right. It's about everything that happened after that. And you, we can lose Black Lives Matter as a great example. Um, every time you hear Black Lives Matter, you forget what the reason for the march was. Mm -hmm. And all you hear about is the rioting and the looting and all the the violence that occurred, mainly because of the Mm counter-protests. And I think that's the sad story, but I do think it's by design. Mm -hmm. I've always felt like it's by design. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, When I did this research and just looking at it from the African-American's perspective, that when you talk about riot, Right. The first thing that come to mind for American people, even black people, right, that don't that have not done the research. First thing that come to mind, of course, is the 92 riot, uh, mm-hmm. the Watts riot, the Detroit riot, right. the Harlem riot. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the riots after Dr. King was assassinated. Those are the riots that typically stick in everybody's mind, right. course, except for this, this last one. Right. Um, that happened on, on the on the Capitol. But there is a difference in the riots. And I categorize these in, in the two different ones. You have liberation riots and you have resistance riots, mm-hmm. right? Explain the, the liberation. The liberation riots, to me, <clears throat> from, from my perspective, right? The liberation riots is when you're looking for those freedoms of the Constitution, That's right. right? So when we talk about the Constitution, that the Constitution was not written with black people in mind, right? right? So... When blacks became citizens of the United States, those constitutional rights now become theirs. So they're getting those liberation um, opportunities that wasn't afforded to them at, at first. Like, so we, like voting. Like voting, like uh, a, jur- a jury of your peers, like uh, living in certain neighborhoods, like getting certain jobs. All of these are liberation 
And when that liberation doesn't happen is normally when you get a riot, right. right? So that's normally what, what you get out of a liberation riot. We're not afforded the same opportunity as you. Um, the police brutality, the uh, the murders, the killings, the um, they weren't found guilty. Those type of things. Liberation riots, when you don't experience the freedoms from the Constitution that you think you should have. Right. The resistance riots are the people who've been had those constitutional hmm. rights. And they're mad at the fact now that the unprivileged and the unentitled are starting, are starting to get them. So when you look at the civil rights movement, as we talked about, that you would think that you would be on the side of the civil rights movement because they were going by the Constitution. That's right. Instead, the patriots of that were the people who were antagonizing, lynching those people who were trying to vote. That's right. So the resistance riots, again, the majority are white versus black race. That's right. You're going to get a job. We have to start a workers union, kill you out, run you out of town so we can keep our jobs. Resistance, because you're about to take our jobs. Resistance, because now you're trying to run for politics. Resistance, because now you're trying to vote. Resistance, because now you want to work here and get the same pay as me. Resistance riots versus liberation riots are totally different, That's right? right? And, and when you look at history, right? Let's just use, for example, the draft riot of 1863. Mm -hmm. The draft riot of 1863 was when the Irish immigrants and other immigrants were drafted to fight in the Civil War. They didn't want, they didn't think it was fair that they didn't have enough representation in government to be drafted to fight for something that they didn't necessarily think they was going to, they needed to fight for. That's right. Because what happened if African Americans are free? They're already fighting in New York. Because Irish and African-Americans are fighting for jobs because you're the lowest of the pay scale. Right. Those are the people we're going to hire. Why would I want more black people to be free to take my jobs? That's right. Why would I want more black people that I might have to live beside? So they, they, they rioted and they got what they wanted. They got more representation in government. If you look at New York now, there's still boroughs and projects where the you have the black projects, you have the Irish people, you have the Italian people, everybody That's live right. in separate neighborhoods. It worked, right? So when you look at the rioting from a history standpoint, it's not what you think it was. That's right. You know what I mean? And we're talking about a lot of, you know, the Shays Rebellion. You learn about that in school. That's right. But it's called a rebellion. It's not called a riot. When they throw the tea into the harbor, it's called a rebellion. It's not called a riot. That's right. You know what I mean? But when you look at the the actions of, of African-Americans, the terminology is always different. And you're talking about a lot of the, okay, so you had certain riots that white people rioted that wasn't race related. Certain things like taxes being raised on alcohol, right? That's right. Um, poverty, right? A lot of those, a lot of those people living in those certain places, when they weren't getting the food and the and the money that they felt at the workplace, they were riot, justified. But when blacks are doing it now to say, "Hey, we're not getting the same pay, we're not getting the same justice," what's different, what, what's different from it? That's right. But one is called a riot by black people, other was called a, a rebellion by white. You know what I mean? And that those are the things that you get. What are, What are y'all thoughts on that? I agree 100%. I mean, I, I think that's a great breakdown between the difference between the two. Right. Um, because that's exactly right. Um, I think about um, 
when you think about some of the early riots, um, we can use uh, Watts riot mm -hmm. because the Watts riot is very similar to what happened with Rodney King. Right, Watts riot '67. Um, that's right. So in in Harlem, I mean, uh, in in Watts, what happened was you had uh, cops pull over two brothers. Mm -hmm. um, one of them failed the sobriety test, mm -hmm. and as large crowds start to generate, uh, one of the brothers decided, you know, going to jail ain't ain't happening today. Mm -hmm. So he fought mm -hmm. and uh, fought the police officer, and his brother jumped in, and his mom, who was on the scene, tried to help. Yeah, and all three was arrested. Well, obviously, as citizens, black citizens, saw the treatment of the black citizens, you got to remember. This is the time where police brutality yes. against blacks was very, very high. Yeah. So the eyes were, everybody was watching how this unfolded and the black community didn't like how mm -hmm. it happened mm -hmm. um, and decided to rise up against it. Um, the reason I pointed out this particular one is this was pre-Black Panther Party. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons that the Black Panther Party was ever started was to police the police. Yes. Because of situations like this. Yes. So for me, when I think about rioting and I think about the difference between liberation and, and resistance, you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. um, we wanted to be liberated from being treated unfairly by by law enforcement, mm -hmm. um, white America, not mm -hmm. just law enforcement, but white America, because unfortunately, at that time, law enforcement represented white America. Mm -hmm. They protected white America, mm -hmm. not black America. Absolutely. So, so the watch the watch riot was before the Rodney King. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it, you had the watch riot that happened in the sixties. Rodney King's happened in, in nineteen ninety two. Okay. Um. So there were there were two riots essentially in L in L A. So was the Rodney King was that the first time America had seen that on video like that? Absolutely. The, the police that's, brutality. That's the, first yeah. time, that's the first time anybody had saw anything of its kind on national TV. And and that's the that's the thing is it was it's globalized now. So when you look at '92, that's why you afford rioting with black people, looting with black people. That's right. Because you can go back and watch those videos now. You know what I mean? Um, but the watch riot in particular, again, you have to understand this podcast. That's what this podcast is for. You can't look at everything episodically. It's a chronology to everything. So even with the watch riot, that was the incident that the straw broke the camel's back. So there was a lot of other incidents. There was, there was prior. decades of LAPD police brutality to where they, there were hundreds of people that witnessed that incident and said, all right, that's enough. That's enough because one of the things that the LAPD would do during that time was use the chokehold. And then using the chokehold, they would say anybody that that's on LSD or these type of um, these type of hard drugs was harder to arrest. So they had to fight them. So when you fought them, you wanted to put them in a chokehold so they become unconscious, arrest them, throw them in the backseat. They come to in the backseat and then everything is good. The problem was African-Americans were targeted for this. And they weren't just uh, putting them unconscious. They were killing them. Yeah. It, the first time you saw this in film was Do the Right Thing. Right. You remember Do the yeah, Right yeah, Thing? Yeah, yeah. Raheem. Yeah. The chokehold. The chokehold. So they were killing black people. So, again, with poverty, the killing of police brutality, joblessness, you lose hope. That's what riot is basically about. There's no hope. That's right. You know what I mean? So... 
after that chokehold, that's when black people was like, okay, that's enough. You know what I mean? Um, the Detroit riot, similar situation to where Vietnam war veterans are back. They're having a party an illegal um, police raid arrested 80 people that were in there. And black people like, wait a minute, <laughs> Vietnam soldiers. We only right. see you in our neighborhood when it's time to arrest somebody. It's an illegal raid in the first place. Again, there's poverty, there's racial segregation. That's right. There's lack of economic and educational opportunities. The straw that broke the camel's back. That's it. So when you look at the riot from the black perspective, it's like it's sick and tired of being sick and tired, as Absolutely. we talked about in the, uh, in the last couple of weeks. You know what I mean? So when you look at that versus the resistance riots, that's right. They're totally different in their aspect. One is looking for those constitutional rights. The other one wants to not afford those constitutional rights to people that it wasn't originally written for. That's right. You know what I mean? So there's always a counter. The Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. There's always a counter. Always a counter. We're kneeling for police brutality. No, you're not. You're kneeling and you're disrespecting soldiers. There's right. always a counter to, to, to take the attention away from what we're actually saying. And when you're not listening to what we're saying, you lose that hope. That's right. You know, Dr. King talked about this, you know, hope is for, I mean, uh, rioting is the voice of the unheard, mm -hmm. you know, and Dr. King talked about it. He said, listen, I don't agree with rioting, but I totally understand it. That's right. You know what I mean? And he actually went to the watch riots and try to calm people down and say, look, this is the wrong way. And they said, you tried your way. That's right. It did. And they're and, still and, doing. And most people disagree with the watch riot because they ended up tearing up their own neighborhoods. That's a whole other. Let's let's have a conversation yeah. real quick. <laughs> that comment always bothers me because it actually you're not listening to what you just said. The fact that we have predominantly black neighborhoods and white neighborhoods, predominantly places where black people shop and white people shop. Just shows that segregation still exists in 2020. Oh, absolutely. You you can't deny that. The, the other thing is is whether it's you tearing up because obviously this is this is where the, the biggest effects happen. Um with the Watts riot, the Harlem riot, even Rodney King mm -hmm. is when you when we talk about tearing up your own community, the impact lasts way beyond the riot. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. They tore up some drug stores in those communities. Mm -hmm. Some of the parents couldn't get drugs mm -hmm. for their elderly parents or their sick kids right. in their own community. No transportation. Mm -hmm. How do you get the drugs? How do you get that medicine that they need? Because now the drug stores in your area no longer exist. Mm -hmm. So it became problematic for the black community in that mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. However, I will say this, and this happened. I'm going to use something local. When there was talks of Black Lives protests happening in Roanoke, Virginia, mm -hmm. Walmart, Sheets, mm -hmm. a lot of the other show stores shut down. Mm -hmm. We talked about on many podcasts, how do you force change? In the pocket. Hit them in the pocket. Hit them in the pocket, Jack. And that's what they did. Yeah. So these riots, although they did tear up their own communities, it cost these major companies a lot of money yeah to the point they had to start listening because you you talked about you said on every podcast that even if even if it is considered the black community 
We don't control anything. We don't there. control anything. Now there are now okay. Are there some black businesses there? Absolutely. Are there some instances where black people are are having the consequences of it? Absolutely. That's right. Now, are we advocating that that's the right thing? No, 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 no. We're giving you perspective of what is on the mind of people that we don't control anything there. That's right. Your your target. I'm sorry. We don't own this. Burn it down. You know what I mean? And um, when you look at, well, I'm going to get to that in a second. But the fact that you don't control anything in that neighborhood, we're not doing anything that's not for us anyway. You know that's what right. I mean? So if we don't control it, we don't own the housing, we don't do anything, it's your pockets. That's right. And and, and we're not advocating violence. No, no, no. We want to be clear. We got to be clear. However, I do want to say this, though. If... There was no Nat Turner. Would there ever been a Harriet Tubman? No. Oh, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get a lot. <laughs> you see what I'm there, saying? There's a deeper dive. There's a deeper dive coming. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. There's a deeper dive coming. I promise. And we are back. Go to YouTube. Type in Mighty Motivation Network. Hit the subscribe button. Go to Facebook. Type in My Unapologetic Perspective. Hit the like button. Go to TikTok. Follow me, Martre underscore S. And follow that latest content. Keep running them views up. Yeah, facts, facts, <laughs> actual factuals. Uh, we're gonna jump right back in. Um, because you were talking about Nat Turner. Um, and this, the funny thing is, uh, I was watching a documentary. Uh, it was about the the Haitian Revolution, mm-hmm. and there was a a pastor, a white pastor, uh, who talked about the Haitian Revolution as being evil. He said that they were devil worshippers because they overthrew their colonizers to gain their freedom. And if you ask most people in America, how do they feel about Nat Turner? How do they feel about Toussaint Louis Vuitton or Jean-Jacques Dessalines or even John Brown? Mm -hmm. They wouldn't like them. That's right. Even though they were the patriots that were fighting against evil. That's right. Right? Against slavery. Slave masters. And you just look at the American thought system of what they consider as being right and what's right. being of being wrong. You know what I mean? So Shay's rebellion mm-hmm. is looked at as good, but Nat Turner's rebellion is looked at as bad because white people were killed. That's right. Even though they had been slaves and had been whipped and beaten, and brutalized and raped and all these other things. That's right. It's looked at as bad just because it's from the African and American. Same thing with Indians. Same thing with Native Americans, That's right? Because right? even if we, let, let's let's go into it a little bit, we talk about looting, right? That's right. Do I advocate looting? Hell no, I I, I don't. Yeah, you know, right. I don't advocate violence unless it's necessary. That's right. You know what I mean? But when you look at looting, when you look at rioting, when you look at violence, those are the principles of America. That's right. Right. When you look at Christopher Columbus discovering America, <laughs> you know. You don't discover something that some people that already, already exist. That's right. <laughs> Why is the terminology different? Right? Because it's, the terminology is different because he represents what you want him to represent. That's right. Right? When you loot the Native Americans and drive them further west as, as far as you can and then say, okay, wait, we, I know we signed this treaty to have you get take this land. Now, <laughs> then we, want we, it back. we need the land. Right? right? And we, 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 we rob, steal, rape, and loot to do those, those right. things. We ride it. Right? When you look at the American colonists and what they did to, to the British, which looting, killing, to drive them out what they their general beliefs. Looting has always been a part 
you watch these disaster movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Deep Impact, um, The Day After Tomorrow, uh, Look Up, the last one that came out. One of the first things people do is go loot. That's right. Why? Because there's no hope. That's right. So I, I it's, it's all for all, all. It's one for all, right? I'm going to get mine. It, that, it, that is the mentality when chaos is happening. Even the Revolutionary right. War, more specifically the Civil War, what did they do? <laughs> once you once you went into a right here in Bedford, right? Burn down the plantation. You know, loot, loot, rape. Right. You know, so, get yours. And and if I recall, none of those soldiers were black. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you look at uh, I think it was 1906, San Francisco earthquake hit. That's right. White people looted. That's right. Why? Because they thought it was the end of the world. That's right. Dude, before the, 1999, a lot of people were ready to go loot when they thought 2K was going to be the end of the world. Let's, let's be honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like Martin said, you've seen me coming out there with some shit. <laughs> no, but there, there was always a thing. I know after Katrina hit, there was a news, you know, a black guy came out with something. They said, oh, he's stealing. Then a white person came out with it and said, look what they found. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, the thing is, I know there's a lot of viewers going to be saying, well, what does that have to do with anything? Right? Riding. What does that have to do with anything? It's the one, it distorts the message. Right? Yeah. So when, when we protest and the topic becomes the looting or the rioting, then the message gets lost. Yeah. That, that's that's problem one. Number one, yeah. But... 1A is the narrative of the same kind that you continue to try to put black America in that box to say that we are violent and that we are the instigators of these riots. Yeah. And that that's the true problem. Yeah. Um, so for me, that becomes the, that, that's the problem is that white America continues to try to use these things to put us in that same place that we're subordinate to them, we're inferior to them, and that in order for there to be civil rest, black people need to be put in their place. Yeah. that That's the narrative. Yeah. And white Americans can dispute that all they want to, but let's look at the facts, right? Let's go to Tulsa, Oklahoma for a second. Okay. Right? Greenwood District. Mm-hmm. Thriving, what they call Negro Wall Street that we call Black, black Wall, Wall Street. Right? Just the term itself is trying to degrade what that means. Yeah, the books back there are burning. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this happened. Destroy the community. Still considered one of the biggest massacres in American history Mm -hmm. today. Still considered one of the the biggest. Did you guys learn about that in school? Of course not. In Oklahoma, the state that it happened... They didn't start learning about it in school until 2002. Yeah. It didn't come become a part of the curriculum till 2020. Mm-hmm. But Shay's Rebellion was in there, though. Exactly. <laughs> so, again, this is Project 1619, right? Critical race theory. This is white America not wanting America as a whole to see white America for what it really is. Facts. Facts. But you, okay. We're showing your perspective of what black America looks like. You're okay with that. You're just not okay with us showing your true colors. Once again, this is the problem that we have with white America. So when people talk about how does the rioting 
play into our conversation. This is how it plays into it. Mm-hmm. It's a part of it. Right. It's a part of white America creating a narrative of what they want people to know about white America and black America. They'll do it, but they'll role play it to where theirs look good, right? Oh, absolutely. So when you look at um, these, here's a, here's a few quotes, right? Live free or die. That's right. Uh, give me liberty or, or give, give me, me death. death, right? Rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God That's by right. Benjamin Franklin. Absolutely. John Adams told the British, we won't be your Negroes. I got news. So when they say that to the British, why are you getting mad when black people say we no longer going to be your niggas? That's right. Right. So when you look at this from a perspective and again, we, 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 we praise the civil rights movement on this podcast a lot. We do. But there are some negatives that happen with the, the civil rights movement is that precedent was set that white America thought we were going to do that for the rest of our lives. That's right. Wrong. When you give the civil rights movement a breadcrumb, because that's all it was. They already had the right. That's right. They just had to practice it. You give them a breadcrumb for doing it peacefully. And we see you enjoying the loaf and you continue to give us breadcrumbs. We're not going to we're not going to stand for that. So that next generation, the Black Panther generation? That's right. Fuck no. No, We're not doing that. We're not going for that. Mm -mm. And then after, then you praise the civil rights movement for its peace, but you kill its leader? That's right. It ended in violence? And and we know why that happened because we talked about in this podcast, the civil rights movement didn't cost America a dime. Mm -hmm. Didn't cost them a dime. The next phase was going to cost America. Right. You got to come out of your pocket for this one. Right. Mm-hmm. For the things that black America was going to start asking for. And, and I'm not talking about reparations. You can keep that. Right. We're talking about let's end let's end the segregation. Let's fix the projects that you've pushed all the minorities to. Right. Let's fix that. Let's fix the environment that those projects dwell in. Mm-hmm. Let's fix that. Right. So it was going to cost America some money. So what do you do? You kill Martin Luther King. Right. What do you do? You kill Malcolm X. See, that takes care of that. Yeah. So what do you do? You have the Black Panther Party arise and you start gunning down his leaders. And you ain't gotta you ain't gotta use a gun to do it. Yeah. You put him in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do whatever you need to do to bring him down. And that's what they did. Right. Um, when you take we talk about this all the time, you just mentioned it. Um, actually, I watched a, a I'm a big Western fan. Mm-hmm. I watched some Clint Eastwood over the weekend. And in one of the, the Westerns, He's a, he's a priest acting as a priest. And these people are trying to drive out some, some people that are trying to dig for gold. And they said, you can't run them out. They said, no, they brought in the priest, but he'd be easy. He said, How that's going to be easy. The priest is the worst thing they could have because he brings hope. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> hope yeah. is the biggest thing you can have for black communities. When you're having that type of suffrage that we endure. Right. Um, having hope. Protesting brings hope. So when we protest, it's a hope for a better tomorrow. It's hope that instilled in everybody that goes to those protests, those people are going because they're hopeful for a better tomorrow. Not for them. This is a great thing when we talked about those women a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago on the podcast. They were going through all of that. Not for them. Right. But for their kids, their grandkids, people that look like them that they don't even know, that that aren't even born yet. Mm -hmm. So when people are going to these protests, when we're looking at these uh, uh, Black Lives Matter marches, this is not for them. 
Right. You know, when we think about what happened to uh, uh, George Floyd. None of this is going to bring them back. What we're doing is trying to prevent it from happening again. Right. That's why we protest. The riot comes with it when met with resistance. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. Uh, we're going to pause for one second. We'll be right back. And we are back. Uh, we're going to jump right back in. Um, But yeah, everything that you said was spot on. You know what I mean? And just doing the research, looking at all of the riots that happened, the race riots, especially, um, because I know when the the Tulsa massacre, when they began to, to talk about the documentaries that was coming out, because that's that's one thing that happens in America. Once one person hops on the subject, you're going to see four or five books, two, three documentaries all following it. But that was before that was because it was the anniversary coming up. Uh, from 1921 to 2021. So it was 100-year um, anniversary mm-hmm. um, for Tulsa, Oklahoma. But when you look at <laughs> the L.A. riots, uh, let's just look at the 92 one, right? Um, <laughs> where you have the chief of police before um, the chief of police who talked about African-Americans not being normal. That's right. Because when they, they were talking about the chokeholds and he said, you know, African-Americans, uh, I guess their lungs are normal like everybody else's. So they're more prone to die. And it was like, <laughs> that's the shit he said on national, national TV. TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? National TV. Like saying that black people weren't normal and the, the commissioner, I mean, the police chief before him said that, Blacks were monkeys acting like they were in a zoo. That's right. These are some of the things that's been said publicly. They even delayed calling in the National Guard in 92. They're, exactly. Well, they're, um, when you look at 92, because 92 was different, right? Most people just think 92 started just because of, of Rodney King. But again, there was an episode, right? That's right. The Latasha Hastings killing to where the judge, after she's found guilty, the judge says... I'm looking at her and I don't see a criminal. I'm going to give her community service. That's right. After she kills an unarmed black girl for thinking that she was about to steal some orange juice. That's right. When she had money in her book bag and was going in her book bag to pay for the orange juice. Right. When you see the police brutality, when you see where blacks were, were outside in rage and they're, they're peacefully doing something and 40 or 50 cops show up and tell them they got to leave. That's right. And that's what ignited the 90, the riots. And what did the police do? They said, let them do it. That's right. Hey, go. It, I'm, I'm with you. You had a series of events that happened before that riot happened that played a part in both sides. Yeah. Not just the protests, but also the way the law enforcement reacted to it. You had the emergence of crack cocaine that mm-hmm. happened in uh, L.A., you had gang violence that yeah. emerged that people felt like didn't exist before 92. But as Ice-T so eloquently said on <laughs> national TV, you think they joined last night? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until a little white girl, girl got killed in Beverly Hills that all of, all of a sudden gangs became an issue. Yeah. But I, I want to tell you something that I remember about the 92 riot that you guys probably even saw on TV. You remember when the black guys 
grabbed the guy and pulled him out of the tractor trailer. Yeah, yeah. And, and beat him. Yeah. You guys remember that part? I do. That's really all they showed on the news. So at first they showed cops basically beating Rodney King's ass and then taking a break, right? And then beating him some more. And then they started showing the footage of black people impeding traffic and they pulled this guy out of the truck and beat him. Mm-hmm. Beat him senseless. Those two people, they arrested and convicted. Yeah. Right? Cops got off. Cops got off. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You so you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. So on national TV, we saw two black guys beat a white guy viciously. They got tried and convicted. We saw multiple police officers beat Rodney King mercilessly. Yeah. And got nothing. Mm-hmm. So once again, we can, you, white America, you can chime in, you can spin it however you want to. How do you dispute that? Yeah. How do you just, and we can say that that was law enforcement that's different. We can say that all the time. That was law enforcement with George Floyd, right? right? And God knows we can go down a long list of people <laughs> just in the last five years that's been murdered by police. Well, we lose track of the names. We lose track, right? So don't talk to me about the difference between law enforcement and what black people do in resistance and in liberation, Mm -hmm. right? Don't, don't talk to me about that. Let's talk about the facts. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, is we know historically black people do not start riots. Right. Absolutely. Um, I got something quick to say that I want to get your perspective uh, a little bit deeper. Um, When you look at the riot in general, right? We talk about no justice, no peace. That's usually the the, the saying that, right. that, that happens at protests and marches. No justice, no peace. And what that means is if we don't get that constitutional right of justice, then the rest of the world will not get peace. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. When you look at that from a perspective, because when you watch uh, the documentary, um, there's one called Burn, Motherfucker Burn, and another one called uh, LA 92 that was done by the History Channel. Two great docs. You should go watch it. But when you look at the interviews of the, the rioters, what they were saying was, we are going to make them feel our pain. That's right. We always talk about the black expression, whether it's through music, through dance, through all of these things. Here's another form of expression for you to feel our pain, right? Because for for people who don't understand what I mean, let me put this into a different type of metaphor. If you was to put a kid in a 15-minute timeout, that kid knows in 15 minutes it's up. Mm -hmm. That's right. And 15 minutes really ain't nothing, right? Versus a mama going to get that belt or Mm -hmm. dad going to get that belt, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Those are the consequences when that belt happening and some pain behind that belt. So where every time you hear that closet open and that belt start jingling, you already think mm-hmm. about those consequences. That's right. Like, ah, I should have did that. Before you do something, you start thinking about if they find out that, that belt, belt coming. That's right. Versus that 15 minute timeout that really ain't going to do me nothing. Right. White America wants black people to be in that 15 minute timeout. That's right. We ain't going to do that. That's what the civil rights movement was. That belt, you're going to feel that. That's right. Every time, you, every time you think about saying not guilty, think about that belt. That's right. Think about what black people are going to do. Because, uh, uh, again, I think that's what got the Amar Arbery conviction. 
I think that's what got the George Floyd conviction. Right. I think it had, I think it had everything to do with them thinking what black what's, people what's are going to do. Right, because the judges talked about their decision and they began to inform people about what could happen after it, right? Those consequences feel our pain. We're going to hit your pockets. You're going to feel everything that we feel. You're going to feel our rage because you don't understand what it is that we're feeling. That's right. And that in particular is one of the reasons why I believe it works because it worked for you. Absolutely. You got Britain right on up out of here, right? That's right. You kept your slaves a little bit longer, right? It worked for you. You got you got your unions and jobs. Most people don't understand that's where unions came from. That's right. Right? Black people weren't allowed in them unions. That's right. right? It worked so well for you. And you don't want it to work. That's part of that resistance. Absolutely. You, you don't want it to work for you, us. You don't want it to work for us, man. And that's one of the things that we, again, I'm not advocating violence, but I understand it totally. You know what I mean? I understand the motives and the chronology that leads up to it. And that's one of the things that the rest of America don't understand about some of these situations is there's always a chronology and there's always consequences. And most of the time, black people are on the other end of those consequences. And this is one of the ways where we can, it's chaotic control is what it is. You can't do anything about it because you're outnumbered, you're outmanned, and we can really tear up some stuff That's right. if you're not listening. You ever seen a five-year-old that you're not listening to? Oh, he, oh, he tearing up some stuff. It's a tantrum. That's what it is. It's an expression. That's right. Because you're not listening. Your thoughts. That was a great correlation, by the way. Um, I mean, you look <clears throat> you look at the cap situation, right? Cap, nonviolent approach. Mm-hmm. Take a knee. That's it. All of a sudden, football got political. Off a of a nonviolent protest because the yeah. man took a knee, and even the soldiers came out and said, "That's what we fought for. Yeah. We fought for him to have that freedom of expression." You look at uh, Eugene Williams, seventeen-year-old, uh, a day at the beach, floated beyond uh, imaginary <laughs> into the white into, into the, the white, white pole to uh, imaginary line. He accidentally floats in. And somebody throws stones at him and hits him in the head and he drowns and nothing happens. But when the white people saw that on the news, of course they got, they mobbed together. Oh, the mob together, not for the the death. The fact that a black person felt comfortable crossing an imaginary (laughs) line. Yep. Yep. So just even, you know, growing up as a kid, I remember, um, what's the, what's the name of the movie? Uh, Ving Rhames is in it. Uh, Rosewood. Rosewood, yeah. That, as a kid watching the movie, I didn't understand it. But I came across that that story as I was doing my research mm-hmm. on this. And that's nuts. Yeah, Rosewood was one. That's, of course, so it, there, was, there was so many that we don't have time to go through all of these. You know what I'm saying? That's why we just summed it up because yeah. we'll be here all day going through all of these and, race and riots. The thing that is, is, some of them were the biggest massacres in those particular states' history. Florida had a huge one that you don't learn about in school. Mm-hmm. Just like Tulsa, Oklahoma, you don't learn about them in school. Um, and we, the, the obvious reasons of why not. 
right? right. Yeah. White America does not want to be depicted as evil. Mm-hmm. They don't. But they're okay with us being depicted as evil. Mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> they say that when the Rosewood thing happened, the uh, not only were the white men from that county, but they was coming from all over. All over. For yeah. for for two hundred people. All over. <laughs> the, the woman, the, the woman said one of the white guys told the sheriff and the deputy, "Look, look here, dog. Y'all got five minutes to get out of here because we about to burn this shit down." And yep. that's that's the thing. When most people think that law enforcement was supposed to change things, even if they wanted to, though, especially in the South, you were elected officials, that's right, sheriffs and deputies. So if you want to get reelected, you have to let this happen, brother. That's right. You have to let this happen, and that and. It still happens today. When, when, but you know, when I think about all of these things we're talking about, the level of hate towards Black America or any minority, because we're specifically talking right. about Black Americans, but we can talk about incidents that include the Puerto Ricans, and that's because um, we're we're Black. Right, so we, you know, I, um, it was a comment, and a and a guy said, you know, Puerto Ricans as well, and the Black people commented and told him they was like. We include you in that African and American talk. That's right. Now, for me personally, I do. I know some people separated because there are uh, Puerto Ricans or Dominican Republicans who don't have African ancestry. Right. But if you come from that African root, we include you into that. And I know less, some people like to be separated because Puerto Ricans have their own heritage That's and right. culture. Um Brazilians, all of you have all your heritage and culture, Cubans, but we speak from an African American perspective. We're African, we're Africans that came to America. Right. That's what that means to me. And and in most cases, we 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 also saying non-white. Because a, a lot of these things that we're telling you these atrocities we're talking about happened to anybody that wasn't white. Yeah. And and discrimination typically happens against anybody who's not white. But the level of hate that white America has to have for these minorities to go through the extent that they've went through since the beginning of this country Mm -hmm. just blows me away. And then to have people say it doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. that it never existed. It, I just don't understand. How do you come to that? How do you come? We're only giving you a 16th. If if that, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is a small portion. How can you take this plus in reality, the things that you may or may not even learned in school and not see why we look at America the way we do. Right. I, I just don't understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't fathom how white America thinks that what we're saying is not true. Absolutely. You know, it, I get mind boggled at some of the things that they use to try to justify why we should. Oh, if you lived in this country you will be treated like this. So you're comparing brutality in another country to say that we should be okay with some brutality here because it ain't as bad as over there. That's some of the things that they come up with. You know what I mean? And Frederick Douglass always said, and listen, I can be proud to be an American and I can criticize America at the same Absolutely. time because it's some things are not right. Or if we didn't want to be here, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here. But the fact that we suffered, we've uh, endured, in this country, we belong here. We belong here. We belong here, just right? as much as as white Americans. And if you read certain books, we were here before. That's you right. know what I mean? That's um, man, that's a deeper, darker criminal. That, right that is. That is. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is. Um, 
And, you know, for, for white America, we're, we're not asking for any more than you have. We're Nothing. not asking for, we're only Nothing. asking you to be treated equally. That's all we're asking for. Right. We can't even be treated equally in education. We can't even be treated equally in history. Right. We can't even be treated uh, equally in uh, in how you perceive this country in the treatment of black people. Right. We can't even be treated equally in that in that sense. Right. Black people didn't care that you stormed the Capitol. That's right. Black people cared the fact that you won't shot when you stormed the Capitol. A- exactly. Because exactly. that's exactly what would have happened to us. Absolutely. Care less about you storming it. The fact is that. Which what look at why you stormed it. Because the president, the person you thought should have won presidency, did not. And look at the fact that what we protest about. Yeah. Because which, a 14-year-old got killed. Exactly. Which one carries more merit? Which one's more important? It's 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 funny. Blows me away. You know, it, I'm surprised that we're surprised. Yeah. You know. It doesn't surprise me, but it still pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does, because again, it's two different Americas that a lot of people just don't understand. But again, that's why we do this podcast. If you don't understand it, you have to know the history. Because what we just went over, the 400 riots, most people just, again, correlate rioting with black people because of 92, because of 67. That's right. But there are so much more that you that you don't consider riots because you thought it was for the greater good of America. Hmm. That's for, for people that really want to know more, you really just, just Google uh, Red Sun. 25 in that in red summer just just google red summer and you can learn a lot about the history of race riots in america Mm -hmm. just that one summer will do it um if you google race ride in detroit you're probably gonna get about seven or eight (laughs) because it happened throughout the history of the the organization of detroit chicago the same way some of them aren't even riots they're massacres they're massacres they're just massacres you know what i mean and there's levels. There's level to rioting. And black, I don't think black people have ever reached the level of a massacre. You've never seen a black person just say, you know what? I'm going to go out and target all these white people and I'm going to kill two to three hundred of them. That's right. I, nowhere in American history are you going to find that. If it was, Nat, it's Nat Turner and them who are killing slave masters. That's right. You know what I mean? When that happens, it's looked at as evil because it goes against your American racist patriotic views absolutely right civil unrest i also think a lot of times because you know y'all said earlier when looting comes into play, uh it kind of lose what you're protesting for yeah and i think a lot of times that has to do with we don't control the media neither absolutely no we don't you know we don't you know there were talks that you know a lot of those riots were incited by White America. Yeah. You know what I mean? To say Black Lives Matters did this. Um, and it, it, it happened. Some of them were caught on camera, you know, spray painting Black Lives Matter and they had nothing to do with Dropping Black Lives the bricks Matter. off in and, front of the... Yeah, and just Black Lives Matter totally is a whole other conversation. Right. Because in the news, of course, Black, Matters, Black Lives Matter organization bought a $6 million home or something That's like but, that. But again, we don't control the media, so they can put out whatever they want to say, okay... Uh, Black Lives Matter is a, is a big organization. What? We can tear it down by putting this in the media because the black people are going to believe it. Because uh, the first thing black people are going to say is, see, that's why I ain't donate or that's why I don't give or that's why I don't support because they do that with the money. Because we don't control the media. Do you know the lady of the Black Lives Matter organization, the I, leader? I don't. Most black people don't. No. You know why? Because that organization does not speak for the Black Lives Matter movement right that's right that's why we talked about we talked about a couple weeks ago the 
civil rights movement was not one organization. <laughs> and it wasn't Martin Luther King. There were groups within groups. So yes, you have a Black Lives Matter organization. That's you right. might have a Black Lives Matter organization, Lynchburg, Roanoke, Bedford. Do they even communicate? We don't know. Mm-hmm. That's right. The funny thing is the the most people that donate to those organizations are people who just say, I did something for the cause. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you look up black, you Google Black Lives Matter and what pop up this organization you give their money to and you don't know who those people are and you don't know what they're doing. Black Lives Matter is a statement. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's all it is. Have people gained from it? Yeah, because if it's a statement and it's used and it's hashtag, okay, I'm going to go start this group and I'm going to call it Black Lives Matter Association and people are going to think that I'm doing this and then I'm going to take the money and use it for my own personal use. That's what people do. That's right. But it, that does not correlate with the Black Lives Matter movement is. Right. Looting doesn't correlate to it. Rioting doesn't correlate to it. Some of these politicians don't correlate to it. It is the individual who said, I'm tired of seeing black people killed for unjustly reasons. That's all it yeah. is. Now, how how certain people go about doing it, rather it's through education, rather it's through mentoring, rather it's through uh, camps, rather it's through political gains, is their way of doing things. Black people have different agendas, different groups, different cities, different communities have different agendas. We haven't seen a police killed in Bedford, Virginia by a police officer for an unjustly reason. That's right. So our protest is going to be different from Roanoke's, mm-hmm. right? Because of where we live and the things that we have to experience. We have a good relation with, relationship with our police department. We just hired a new black police chief. Okay. Do I expect to meet him? Hell yeah, I expect to meet him because if you want to know what's going on in the black community, you might want to go talk to some black leaders. That's right. You know what I mean? So things change according to where you are and where you're uh, to where you at and what people's agenda is. Black Lives Matter is not one group. Mm-hmm. They're a group within groups speaking for a movement. Some are good. Some have their own personal agenda. Just That's like, all it just is. Just like a political party. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Any closing statements before we wrap this up? I want to make one more point. I'll let, you, I'll let you close. To um, what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse, mm-hmm. right? He came from another state, came here to claim that he was going to protect businesses busy. From, from, from rioters and looters. Right? I bet you won't protect no black-owned uh, business. With a gun. <laughs> Let's go back to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and what actually started the melee of gunfire. Uh, sheriff came out, said, you know, everything's good. Everything's going to be good. Everybody go home. And as the crowds were dispersing, now you got hundreds of white yeah. men and like 75 black men. Some of the black men got guns. Because yeah. as we know, Tulsa Greenwood had their own police department. Yes. They had they, their own community. They controlled everything in it. It was not uh segre- it was not uh segregated uh, uh, uh um segregated. Yeah. Um they controlled everything in that community. They had their own uh mayor, they had their own businesses, their own mm-hmm. professional businesses, they had everything. And law enforcement, so they have people with guns. So as they're dispersing, one of the older white men told one of the black guys, I think his name was OB Man, yeah. give me a pistol. Niggas shouldn't have guns. <laughs> OB said, you ain't getting this one. <laughs> Old man tried to take it from him. OB shot him. Yeah. Cal Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cal Rittenhouse, yeah. right? Yeah. History don't repeat itself, but it dang sure arrives. <laughs> you know what I mean? It dang sure arrives. 
But again, this is a touchy subject, so I know we're going to get good and bad reviews, but oh well, it's conversation, it's perspective. Um, let us know what you think in the comments. Um, we ain't here to be right. We just here to open up dialogue and open up intellect because a lot of stuff in America is one-sided. Mm-hmm. One, uh, as Marlo said on the wire, you want it to be one way. Well, we're going to show you different avenues on different thoughts and different uh, perspectives. That's right. Uh, we love y'all. Peace.